Shante here with another audio blog of Black and in grad school. Thank you so much for taking time to listen today. Let's get to it. It's the first week of, well, I just finished my first week of my spring semester, so I'll be sharing kind of what I'm taking and my goals for this semester. We'll go through a lesson from the trap, and in the end, I will share um, some tips if you're still trying to figure out what you want to study in grad school, whether or not you want to go to grad school, and some pretty good questions that you can ask yourself and then some action steps for figuring things out. So first, I'm going to start with lessons from the trap. So I'm going to stop playing the music because I don't want any licensing issues, uh, but I still really want to keep this component because I think it's kind of cool. Um, and if you hate it, let me know. I, I always share my email at the end of each episode. and You can say, yeah, girl, don't nobody want to hear that. And I will get rid of it. But I think it's fun. So in the meantime, I'm going to keep going. So the song this week is God's Plan, which is one of Drake's new songs that came out like a couple days ago. And I'm trying to be less of a grandma. Well, I call myself an auntie where I can <laughs> listen to songs as they come out and talk about like newer songs versus giving y'all a bunch of old songs because I could go way back to like when I was in college, like in the uh, mid 2000s, early 2010s, and I like to kind of keep up with the times. So with that, this week's song is up to date. And I was trying to figure out the point of the song but it's a little fuzzy for me, so I'm not going to try and interpret it. And I didn't feel like going on Rap Genius this morning. So I'm going to just go with the points that moved me and that I thought were really good and relate to school and life. So the point number one in the chorus, he goes, you know, I feel good sometimes I don't. And this is something I've been dealing with a lot with school and even um, wanting to push through this podcast and personal things going on. So Last night, I was reading um, Dale Carnegie's How to Influence People and Friends. Of course, I don't have the, oh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And so, a really great quote that I found in there was that action seems to follow feeling, but really action and feeling go together. And by regulating the action, which is under the more direct control of the will, we can indirectly regulate the feeling, which is not. So what I wrote to myself was to wake up anyway, do the work anyway, push through anyway, regardless of how you feel. And if you act um, and make movement to what you're doing, then you will be more likely to feel the way that you want to, right? So your actions can control your feelings. And, um, you know, even Drake feels things. And he manages still to create his perfectly light-skinned rap ballads. Um, all the time. So it's cool that, you know, he said that. And then I happened to read this quote last night. And it just seemed like a really perfect point to make. Um, the second one is literally the chorus goes, guys, God's plan. I can't do this on my own. I mean, I feel like that's just in it. Like, right. Like we have a, we have our own plan and our will, but you know, God still has one. Um, or whoever you believe in there's a higher power that, you know, has some influence on how we move. And, um, yeah, I can't do it on my own, one, with this higher power, and also, like, with my family and my friends and my community and my support system. Um, they help me and push me and support me, and so I'm really grateful for them, and I know that it was also planned for them to be in my life through this process and in life. 
And the last point is, it's a lot of bad things they wishing on me, which is like his bridge. And he like says it like a million times in the song, which is why I was like, okay, so what exactly are you trying to get at? But what I got is that, you know, the devil stays busy, right? And we're always going to have some haters or some people who really don't want us to do well, um, or at least just not better than them. And so with that, um, we have to remember that we're aiming for eudaimonia, which is something I learned in school. You know, just pull up what I've been learning a little bit in class, which really means um, that in our life, we are meant to flourish and fulfill our true potential. And we can do this in many, many ways. But um, for me, you know, it includes going to grad school and it might include the same for you. But there are a lot of forces that will work to deter those things from happening, from fulfilling our true, we have to, from fulfilling our true potential. We have to remember that, you know, God's plan uh, or higher plan, higher plan or your plan is what works. And then one thing he says that's really funny, but also just still strikes a chord with me, <laughs> is I only love my mama in my bed. I'm sorry. And man, that just spoke so true to me. I freaking love my mother. Shout out to mom and my bed. Like what? Like. I love my bed. I try my best not to do work in my bed because I want to respect the space for sleep. So uh, that is the lesson from the trap this week. So I'm going to review last week. Like I said, it was the first week of school. So um, this semester I'm taking three full classes and I have a weekend class. Uh, and the weekend class is literally one weekend. It's actually next weekend. Um, it's Saturday and Sunday, like a nine to five. And so... I'll admit I'm a little nervous about taking three full classes. Last semester, I took two full classes and then two minis. And so what a mini is, is just half a semester. So, I mean, I still had, excuse me, um, three, technically three full classes. And so I had two half classes, but the topics changed. And so I think I was a little bit able to like switch gears. And I liked the fact that it was short and it kind of put, took less of my energy and I learned a lot. But Nonetheless, I have three full classes, and um, I'm just going to do my best to manage them. And so my goals for this semester is to get, as he get ahead as much as I can. Um, if you haven't listened to Cassie's episode, which is episode 11, um, my interview with Cassie is literally the title. She stays two weeks ahead of all her classes, and I really, really want to do that. <laughs> so I'm hoping that this weekend I can really spend some time getting ahead of my classes. And since I only have that weekend class next weekend, I obviously I'm beginning as much work done, but after that weekend, I don't have a lot of travel plans so I can kind of go hard and spend my weekends kind of getting ahead of things. And um, I wasn't able to get ahead this weekend because I actually, like this past weekend, because I was in Detroit um, visiting family, taking care of my grandfather, and I also had um, another brunch. And so, yeah, that was great, but not a lot of work done. Um, Research-wise, I haven't done a lot pretty much since school ended last semester. I actually took my comprehensive exam um, in January. So the week that, that I dropped Cassie's episode, I was taking my comprehensive exam for my civil department. And um, I'm just planning for this semester to finish one paper, I actually completed a rough draft of a literature review um, last semester, and I'm hoping to get that out by the end of the academic year. And when I say out, I mean published. 
and also um, I crafted like a research proposal, like a very rough research proposal um, as a part of the fellowship I applied for over Christmas break. And so that's kind of guiding my research now. And I'm hoping to start modeling, do some like we'll develop a model in the over this semester and over the summer so that I can create, generate another paper for, um, I don't want to say, yeah, maybe by the end of the 2018, but I have to have a finished paper for my other department um, to take the comprehensive exam for that department. So, yeah. And just really quickly, um, for those who aren't familiar with what a comprehen comprehensive exam is, it is um, kind of like a in really intense test. So each question for my program, I get four days, and I have four questions, and each question takes about eight answer eight hours to answer. And um, it's, it's really intense, so it's like a pretty detailed process. And I'm still... A little apprehensive to share my entire exam story until um, I'm completely done with the process. I'm not. I actually have my oral defense on Wednesday, January 24th, and so I have to. Um, after I submitted my written problems, which was the four days, eight hour questions, I have to now meet with the committee, tell them why I answered the way I did, what I do better, and I have to do that tomorrow. So. And then I still don't know if I passed for a while. So I have to, I don't want to tell you all what I did if it didn't work. <laughs> I'm just being honest. So yeah, that was what I am planning to do this year. and Well, not this year, this academic year, this semester. I'm having a brain fart. And I'm going to just keep moving on. So the topic for today's audio blog is kind of like figuring out what you want to study in grad school or even if you should go to grad school. Like I decided last week to like post on my Facebook like I'm willing to I want to help anyone who's thinking about graduate school or planning to go to graduate school in the next year or so and I got a couple people to respond. I actually got quite a few people to respond. I was kind of surprised. And I just asked them, like, what do you need help with in trying to figure out how I can be helpful with this audio blog and some projects I have down the line. And a lot of people were still at the what should I study? Should I even go to grad school phase? And in some of my conversations, I was asking them questions and I thought, you know, I'm sure if there's like four or five people who are asking me this question, there might be more and so that's why I decided this might be a good um, topic for today if you are someone who's considering going to graduate school. And honestly, it might be even helpful for you to have answers to some of these questions if you are a student in graduate school. So you always have your motivation and your why kind of established. And I know that certainly helps me some days. And um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and move forward with that. So the first question I have is, what do you want to do after the degree? I think it seems like a pretty straightforward question, but sometimes people really don't know what they want to do afterwards. And I think that if you're going to go and spend this time in school away from making more money, which I feel like I love to emphasize, but I want to remind y'all, the struggle is real. Like, the stipend only goes so far. <laughs> and some people don't even get a stipend. So I'd be grateful for my stipend. Um, but you want to make sure that like I said, this time you're taking away from making more money or moving up 
in in positions um, in corporate or any field that you're interested in, nonprofit, whatever, you want to make sure it's worthwhile, right? You would hate to get done with a degree and realize you can't do nothing with it. Um, I just feel like that's crazy, personally. So seriously think about what you want to do afterward and make sure that the degree and the program you're picking align with that goal. I think that's really important. Second, is this the path of least resistance? And that might seem like kind of a uh, question that's an oxymoron because like grad school is really difficult. And like I said, taking this time away from working is um, hard. But like a lot of people kind of pick like an MBA or even a PhD. And it's kind of like, is that really the, the thing I think is, is that the degree that you need to make the move you want? Like an MBA is really hard and a lot of time and very expensive. And so do you need to get an MBA to do what you want to do? Or do you need to have a PhD to do what you want to do? Like, I want to be a professor. I can't really be a professor without a PhD unless I became like some millionaire, billion, millionaire, billionaire, you know, company CEO and then decide to take my talents back to a school. Um, while that is possible for me, I know that I want to actually have this process so I can also educate and support others through the process even after I'm done with graduate school. And so I need to have a PhD in order to do what it is that I want to do. And if I could just do it without a, if I could do it without having a PhD, then I would stop at my master's or stop at whatever degree I needed to stop at so I can do what it is that I wanted to do. Um, now, I will add like a little bit of like, I don't want to say like inflation. I can't think of really a proper term for it, but you know, as African American, as an African American woman, I know I need to have, you know, more right more education more prestige all that to get where I want to go and so while we need to consider that sometimes I think like I said with that MBA or immediately going to the PhD it's kind of like do you need that for real to do what you want to do like eh, probably not you could probably do that with a master's so you should probably do that with a master's or you might be able to do that instead of doing an MBA which is really excruciatingly stressful and hard why don't you do maybe another master's program that's like like a library science or health administration if you want to do on healthcare, um things like that so one example i was talking to a friend last week and she was talking about doing an mba and she sounded kind of humdrum about it and i kind of was like do you need an mba to do what it is you ultimately want to do and she said she had interest in healthcare and or entrepreneurship i'm like okay if you want to be an entrepreneur you don't need any more school don't spend your money on school you should you could spend that money investing in your business um but if you want to go into healthcare, and i you know i was able to provide some examples i'm like well one of my homegirls you know has her and her mph and she does her with her mph she does this and it's kind of like a more specialized mba for public health which is my interpretation if i'm wrong i sincerely apologize um, but I, that's kind of what I thought it was. But, you know, an MPH might be better aligned than an MBA. And so, or just getting a, like, more generic MBA. Like, there might be universities that have, like, a specialization in healthcare, a specialization in environmental, you know, a specialization in 
you know, these different things like corporate businesses. And so you want to make sure that you tailor your program kind of tightly to what it is you want to do um, and make sure that the, the outcome is, is to your goal. Like, I think that's what you want to make sure you have is like you're getting more education that leads you to your goal. And, and that kind of still goes right back into like, what do you want to do afterward and making sure that that program is the path of least resistance to what it is you want to do. And I'll even say for me, the path of least resistance is the, was the EPP program. So the engineering and public policy, I was like, I'm so sick of being in the lab. Like it's cool and I like it, but I don't, I'm sick of lecture style classes. I'm sick of, um, you know, being in the lab. I just was kind of like, I want to do something a little bit more applied. And I, I really want to start talking about public policy. And the program I was in at Illinois, like, had no space for me to explore that interest. And so now I, I'm not in a lab. And even though some days I do miss lab, it's actually a bit easier because it doesn't have as much reading. But um, it kind of, to me, feels like the path of less resistance, even though, like I said, it is really challenging. But I'm able to, I was able to, I feel like, decrease the, decrease the physical rigor, like, standing in a lab, spending all that time, um, figuring out lab experiments. To me, this feels a little, um, I feel like actually, I can't even lie. It's not less intense, but it just feels different. And it's, it's in a line more with what I want to do. And I think that it provides me a little bit more flexibility for sure. I don't have to be in a lab. And, okay, question three, am I deciding to go to grad school for the right reasons? So a lot of the reasons I feel like I heard was like, well, I don't know what I want to do, so I figured this is a good time to go to grad school. And eh, nah, bruh, like, grad school is stressful, yo. And honestly, I spend all my time doing something related to grad school. Like, I probably set aside an hour or two, well, I'd say like maybe two or three hours a day that I'm not doing something related to grad school, like for real. If I'm not sleeping, I'm doing some grad school stuff. So I don't have time to be thinking about what I want to figure out in my life. That part had to be figured out and then I come back to school. Um, and I think that holding place is just, it's just not a good idea. You have more time if you're at a nine to five where you can wake up in the morning and think about it, you can go home and think about it, and um, you can compartment, you can take a vacation. Like, we don't get vacation for real, so, because I don't have, like, I don't get, like, actual days off for real, for real. So you can take two weeks and go on vacation and figure out what it is you want to do um, on your vacation and making more money again than a grad student. So just want to kind of keep emphasizing that. Um, and you think it's what you're supposed to do, so... Again, I was talking to my friend who's kind of was kind of blah about the MBA. Her family was saying, like, you should get an MBA, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, if you, well, not blah, 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 but, you know, like, if you don't want to do it, you probably shouldn't. And it's going to be terrible because it's already hard. And you don't want to also be like, I don't even want to be here. You know, like, that's not really a conducive attitude to have in grad school you got to be in it and so if you're just doing it to satisfy some you know status quo and make your mama proud or 
make your, you know, so because you, your friends have masters, so you want to have a masters too. Like, man, that's dead. Don't do it for that reason. Do it because you want to. And that also will help you maintain commit, committed to the program. Because even though it, I guess to some people it sounds cute to say you're in grad school, to me it sounds like um, I'm 28, I don't have a job, and <laughs> like I'm a, literally, like that's what people are like, oh my gosh, I'm like, dude, I'm an unemployed 28 year old, like chill. But you know, in all seriousness, um, you gotta, yeah, you just gotta be in it and make it's nice that you're, if your family feels good about it, but it needs to be a decision that you're making that's good for you. And also, like, I know people who have less education than me who are making way more money now. And when I'm done with my PhD, they're still making more money than me. So don't think that you're supposed to do this. And that kind of goes into my next point is, like, um, people think they they always make more money. And that isn't always true. The job market in PhD after after post PhD is really tough because there are a lot of people who have PhDs and competing with you know globally at this point for positions and so I even have friends who are still looking for employment and have a whole ass PhD and they're not only looking at academia so don't think just because you have a PhD or just because you have a master's or MBA or whatever you're going to make more money because that's not always the case. And the last question you can ask yourself is, if the worst case scenario happens, can I use this degree for something else? So at first I was going to use myself as an example, but you know what? I believe in, you know, what I speak. I can manifest what I speak. So I'm not going to say it out loud, like what my worst case scenario is. But when I think about my worst case scenario, I know that after, if, if, all fails in my little plan you know I can do something else with this degree that I can still maintain um, a certain quality of life and I think that you want to make sure that what you're studying provides that in whatever you're comfortable with and that you have a couple of options with that degree and so you have a couple of routes you can go but you've got your plan a uh, and let's, I'm, I'm shooting for plan A, y'all. I don't really got no backup, but um, it's good to know just in case, you know, okay, okay, if all fails, which it won't, but if it does, I can do this instead. So that's something you want to make sure. Four questions you want to make sure you have the answer to. And then with that, I kind of provided like just kind of two action steps, which is research and self-reflection. And so you need to do your research before you decide to go to any graduate program. You want to research, look into like the positions that the students in that school, like where does their alumni go and what are their positions? You can look on LinkedIn, you can look on their website, you can call and ask. Look on the website first before you call and ask, y'all. Um, then you want to uh, look into um, <clears throat> maybe positions that you want. Like, okay, for an example, when I was um, in my master's program, I really wanted to work at the Department of Energy. And so I looked into some positions at the Department of Energy that I was like, ooh, I would love to do that. I would love to do this. And so um, I would look in the leadership to see, like, okay, what kind of degrees do these people have and how, what did I need to do that kind of aligns with what they do? And so right now, one position I'm interested, like I used as an example, 
um, the person in the position currently, he has a master's in engineering or a bachelor's in engineering. And they're from like pretty good schools, right? They're like from from good schools. Um, and so I had to stop and think, okay, uh, as a black woman, what would I need? What degree would I need to be equally qualified? So I already have a bachelor's um, and a master's. This was, well, this was like right after I finished my master's degree. So I'm like, okay, I have those two degrees. And then some people had JDs. So for a while, I was playing around with the JD PhD because I wanted to have that policy um, acumen. And so I had to kind of think, okay, like, you know, what, how could I make myself stand out so that I could have that position? And so, like I said, you do want to maybe add some rigor to your education, you know, if you are, well, I mean, this is for people, the, the, this audio blog is for people of color and women. So yeah, I knew if I want to have the same job as this white guy, he has a bachelor's and master's in engineering. That means I need to have a PhD or a JD. Um, I need to come from like pretty good, like decent schools or better. And so it's like weird to say, but it's true. And so I thought about okay, I have to go to schools like this. So I applied to, you know, Carnegie Mellon, Carnegie Mellon, Michigan, University of Maryland. Those are good schools with PhD programs that are, you know, rigorous and aligned with this job that I was interested in. And as far as, you know, being a professor, like I know where I want to go. My degree from Carnegie Mellon, Illinois, and A&T all are, are well aligned with what they're going to look for. And if I decide to take some different route and somehow in four years, my entire thought process and my trajectory changes, you know, I know that the level of prestige at each school will carry me um, where I want to go. And so, and in my my own effort, let's not sleep on that, but I have to be realistic about what I want to do and how people perceive different things in those spaces. And also look up these salaries, y'all. Know how much you're gonna make afterwards so you know it's worth it. Like I know I might hit six figures, but it's not gonna be immediate, right? And I had to like really come to terms with that because I know it's kind of crazy. Like I know that I could be making close to six figures right now. I would have been out of college for well, this year would make six years that I would have had, you know, if I went right into corporate, I could have been making like good money. Um, but that's not what I want to do. That's not what I want to do. I don't, that's not what moves me. And so I had, I'm comfortable knowing that I'm not going to make six figures and that I have a lot of friends who are in here and they are going to be making six figures by the time I'm done. And that's okay. I don't care because I'm doing what makes me happy. And you have to also do what makes you happy and know if you, you might actually also like price yourself out, like over-educate yourself and become overqualified for some positions. So you want to think about that, too, and what that means and how you feel about that. Like, you could legit not be hired because you just literally are too educated and therefore deserve more money. And they'll take, you know, shorty who doesn't have a Ph.D., doesn't have a master's because they can pay her less and she do the same job. So that's something you need to think about um, as well. And all of this can be done via Google. Okay? Like, literally, I stumbled upon the program I'm in now on some Google stuff like, I want to do engineering and policy. Where do those programs exist? And then I found the Carnegie Mellon program. And so 
Google is your friend, yo. GTS. Google that shit. And also, like I said, take some time. Reflect on what it is you want to do. I'm not saying spend three months figuring out. If you need three months to a year, fine. But if you need, just spend like a solid like couple of hours thinking it out, writing out your plans, what it is you want to achieve. And I think that will help you um, kind of just have some clarity about why you are deciding to go to grad school and what it is you want to do. I think those those points might help. Let me know if they do. If not, that's okay too. But I really hope that this was useful. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Remember, grad school is tough, but you're tougher. Holla. This week's review comes from Old Girl, who gave Slacking in Grad School five stars. She says, loved it. It was very informal because the guest was her mother, but it was validating for me as a mother going towards her PhD. I heard so many things I could identify with while listening. Thanks. I am anxiously awaiting the one with your mom and her experiences with caregiving while in school. Thank you so much, old girl. She's talking about episode seven with my first interview with my mom entitled Non-Traditional Grad Student. You can listen to that. But old girl, thank you so much for your review. And I hope you all have a great day. Thanks. Hi, Alante again. I really want this project to be a resource for my fellow people of color and women in grad school. So if you have any questions or requests for topics, shoot me an email at alante at strengthsnotstrikes.com. That's A-L-L-A-N-T-E at strengthsnotstrikes.com. Please remember to subscribe and review and share with your other friends in grad school. Thank you.